Hello and welcome to the Red Lips and Stilettos podcast. Red Lips and Stilettos is an industry hub and creative space for the beauty professionals. I'm Kerry, your host, who'll be releasing new episodes every single Friday and the founder of Red Lips and Stilettos. Here we are removing the competitive gap and giving you as the beauty professional a voice to be heard within our industry. This platform is created and dedicated to the beauty industry professionals, giving you new ideas, possibilities, and options to consider for your career. We serve to help connect you to the beauty professionals who've been there, done that, and experienced a world and more of what our professional beauty industry has to offer. Grab your coffee, get comfy, and enjoy. This is Red Lips and Stilettos. Our guest today is Aisha Rajar. Aisha is a somatologist who has been involved in the spa and skincare industry for over 20 years. She is the owner of Urban Bliss Wellness Spa in Emmerentia, previously owning and managing a Spira Aesthetic Spa in Hyde Park Shopping Centre for 15 years. Aisha is now Managing Director of A&I Importers. She facilitates training for three skincare brands, namely Fatima, Priori and Skin Doctors. Her three-year national diploma in somatology from the University of Johannesburg was subsequently enhanced by several other courses to keep her up to date with the latest technology. Aisha also has her spa consulting services to start up and established businesses. She has a diploma in blogging and content marketing and is a contributing writer for various publications and hosts business conferences for professional beauty around the country. This has led to Aisha's new venture, Social Mediate, which is a social media marketing and management company focused on the professional beauty industry. In the last year, Aisha has conceptualized a new consumer-based website called Beauty Warriors, which is like a TripAdvisor site for all things professional beauty related, on behalf of Media Incorporated. Her new focus is on empowerment and Aisha is partaking in the Global Mentorship Program as a mentor for the professional skincare industry. Welcome to the Red Lips and Stilettos podcast, Aisha. Hi, Aisha. Hey, Carrie. So lovely to hear your voice. Yours too, yours too. I'm so excited to record this episode today and welcome to the Red Lips and Stilettos podcast. Every episode, we start off with the exact same question and that is, if you can take us right back to the beginning and share with us, how did you enter into the beauty industry? Oh, that's a very interesting story, um, Carrie, because I thought I was going to become an accountant. (laughs) And then, you know, you... You always have one person in your life that you value their opinion and their guidance. And that was my mom for me. And she was like, oh, you can still be an accountant. This is such a lovely career for a woman to do. It's only three years. If you want to study something after, yeah. you've got your whole life to do it, you know. And I was like, okay, so I'll apply for it. But I didn't apply just for beauty therapy. I applied for somatology. And back then it was the Johannesburg Technicon. Now it's um, UJ. And they were one of the few that offered a three-year somatology diploma. And that's how I got in. I went for the interview. I was accepted immediately before I heard from Wits on my accounting acceptance. And that's that amazing. Was, that was and it. then after your three years of studying the, the somatology diploma, um, what was your, your next move? What did you do after that? Well, then again, my mom's uh, divine <laughs> hand played in here. 
<laughs> I'm very lucky for my mom. So the thing is, in your somatology diploma, you've got to do um, your um, experiential hours or internship. So that means you study from Monday to Friday and you've actually got to work on Saturday somewhere so you get field experience before um, you actually enter into a proper career. And when I finished uh, exams in October, um, I thought, you know what, I'm going to take two months off just go and relax. I've been working six days a week for three years and I just need a break. And my mom was like, oh, did you see this big salon in Rosebank is, is, you know, has got applications available. Why don't you just apply? You can always just go and see what it's like, go for some interviews and you can always decide next year. Well, I went for the interview. It was Jill Zander in Rosebank. It was a very big beauty salon. There weren't day spas in, the, in those days. And uh, I went for the interview and on a Saturday and she said, we like you. Can you please start on Monday? <laughs> so, and so that was how it was. And I was very blessed and very fortunate that I got into the career I did so early. And also blessed that I worked at such a big salon because they brought imported skincare, they imported machines. I was taught to do training um, for those machines and skincare. So I was open up to a much more broader sector yeah. of, of the so industry. So you never got the, that two-month holiday? <laughs> no, I never got the two-month holiday. <laughs> exactly. So Aisha, from working at that beauty salon, um, and then getting to where you've gotten yes. and achieved so far today, um, what happened in between that that time period? You know, I think when you're young, you know, I think you're less risk averse. I think you, uh, you know, more fearless, and you know, you still have a very idealistic outlook on the world. And I think it's a good thing. It's not a yeah. bad thing. Do you get what I'm saying? You have zestful and willing to take chances. So when I worked at that beauty salon, within six months, I was made assistant manager, which was quite an accomplishment. And I, I learned to work at a very high standard, which was fantastic. I love that. And thereafter, um, a year later, the owner of the business and her husband decided that they're moving back to England. And so they sold the business to somebody and she opened up a branch in Hyde Park, very small beauty salon in Hyde Park shopping center. And she asked me, would I manage it? So I must say again, I was very blessed, but I worked really hard. You know, it's not an industry where you think, you know, it's all glamorous and, um, you know, you'll be getting facials and massages every day. It's actually you giving of yourself all the time and you receive very little back. But, you know, the hard work does pay off. And so I went to run the Hyde Park branch. And within a couple of months, the lady who bought the business, unfortunately, didn't work out for and she closed the Rosebank branch down. She then told me, I then phoned and I said, you know, is my job secure? And she said, you've got nothing to worry about. Your job is absolutely secure. And a few weeks later, I had people walk into the store in Hyde Park and say, sorry, can we look at the rooms? Can we look at your book? You need to open your diary. And I said, I beg your pardon. Like, this is confidential information. Um, and they said, no, we're looking to buy the business. And I was quite taken aback because she had just promised me yeah. that my job was secure. And I picked up the phone. And, you know, again, when you're young, I told you, and you're a bit fearless. And I picked up the phone and I said, you know, you promised me my job. Like I just had somebody walk in here asking, can they buy the business? And she says, oh, you sound really upset. Why do you want to buy the business? And I said, yes, maybe. And she said, bring your father and let's speak. And that's how I bought my first business. I was 22 years old. I was so naive, so young, had so much to learn. 
And the only question my father asked me, Carrie, was, is this what you want? And are you going to put in the work to actually be successful? And I said, yes. That's and incredible. Never and it's also really incredible that you, that both you had your mom and your dad's thorough support throughout your career choice. And, and they obviously believed in you. They knew that you had this potential to, to make, make it as what you've made it today. Yes, and I, I do think I'm very lucky. I'm, I'm again, I'm very grateful and blessed to have the parents I had, because you know I think we give kids and young adults so little credit. Like we always think that you know you've got to catch them when they fall. I think you know that whole thing about you know learning by yourself, making your own mistakes. I think it makes you a stronger, more resilient person. And I think you have a better acumen that when someone catches you. I mean, they always have to be there to hold your hand. Don't get me wrong. But I must say, yes, I was very, very incredibly grateful and blessed for That's amazing. So that business that you bought at 22 years old, is that Urban Bliss Spa today? No, it was Hyde Park Institute when I first started in uh, um, Hyde Park Shopping Center. Uh, It was Hyde Park Institute for Health and Beauty. And then a few years later, I decided I wanted to develop it into a spa. So then it became Espira Day Spa. I then sold that business and uh, my daughter was born. And I thought, you know, now I think I should take the time off. You know, that two months (laughs) I never took off. Just now with a newborn baby. (laughs) (laughs) I think I deserved two months. And then my client. My part would just not let me be, you know. I just, I had dealt with families. I had dealt with, you know, the mother, the the father, the kids, the granny. And I guess you you become more friends than they are clients. And I just was, I was told that, please, can you make a plan? Please, can you see us? And I was very fortunate that I had a training room at my current premises because I we import skincare and I used to do all the training for Fitima Skin Doctors in okay. Priori. And they would be like, I don't care if we come to your training room, you've got to sort us out. You know, I've tried this person and tried that person and I just, we want you. So that's how Urban Bliss started. I didn't think I was going to open up a spa again. <laughs> and uh, yes, lo and behold, I now have Urban Bliss. That is amazing. Spa. And what would your top advice be for starting a spa and, and making it a success? So my top advice, which which I really had to find by myself, is that, you know, as, as therapists or as any, you know, service business, you get taught your craft and your skill, but you don't really get taught the business behind it. So I would really suggest that somebody has a good accountant and a good attorney to actually go into business uh, because there's lease agreements that have to be seen to. There's um, contracts with staff. And, you know, it's little things that people don't tell you, like, you know, your credit card machine fees will take another 4% off your top, you know, over and above your VAT. So, you know, not all money coming in is going into your pocket. And also you need a really good accountant to explain how to balance your expenses with your income. Yeah, that's, that is really good advice. Um, and I completely agree with you with, um, in, in the beauty, because I'm a beauty therapist by trade. I've, I studied two years and got my diploma and they do teach you the skill and you know how to do the facials and the massages and you know the ingredients, but they don't actually teach you. I mean, even yes, an accountant and lawyers, but even just the basics of starting a business of of what you need and, and the costs up front and the, how to choose the products and, yeah, so I completely see eye to eye with you in that regard. 
Yeah, I agree with you. You know, I, I have my first lease negotiation with Hyde Park Shopping Center. I mean, it's a massive, big um, property uh, company. And I was overwhelmed to a point where I didn't, I thought they were speaking gibberish. You know, I've had to sign the 70-page document and they talk about every little thing and you do need that extra support and guidance to be able to guide you correctly. And when it comes to lease negotiations, you have to really, you know, what we don't realize is the landlord needs you more than you need them. So sometimes you just got to say, I'm sorry, I'm a new business. I can't pay this. My increase can't be like that, you know, because when I left Hyde Park Shopping Center, what actually happened was I was actually working two weeks of a month trying to service my rental Yeah, because I was there for 15 years. And that can break a business, you know, rental and those kind of costs can really break you. So you've got to cost it in properly and you've got to just from a business point of view, make sure exactly like you said with products, like is the product actually viable for me in terms of profit margins, not only retail, but that I'm actually using in my uh, treatment room, like how much profitability is in that product? Yeah. Yeah, I feel that's where I do feel um, that there is a, a there's a huge gap within the beauty industry to to actually have a course for beauty professionals who've got the skill set and then they're wanting to open up their own spa or their own salon um, or their mobile business or whatever to actually to guide them through. Because, I mean, I'm sure, Aisha, you've had to learn these lessons the hard way, which is why you, you're so passionate about it now. Yes, exactly that. And like I said, they were hard lessons to learn, yeah. you know, because, you know, uh, pre-COVID, you know, every beauty salon, day spa, hairdresser serves a cup of coffee and then depends on the coffee brand you serve, that's costing the company six, eight, ten, twelve rand, and you don't realize if one client has three cups of coffee, what that cost is to you. So, in terms of costing, I find yeah, that's a big learning curve on where your profitability actually goes in the business. Yeah. And what what would your top three lessons, other lessons learned during the process of of starting your own um, spa? So one of my biggest lessons ever, and I use it till today, I believe that skill can be taught, but attitude can't. So I would rather hire staff members with a great attitude and a good persona and great client service and teach the other small skills that they need rather than hire on skill. And the person really, you know, is not, is really does not have the, the personality for the industry or she's been jaded or so I'd rather hire on attitude than hire on skill. Yeah. I like that. I think that's often, um, you know? because yeah, I've, I've worked on, on the cruise ships for um, a couple of years in the spa environment and I completely agree with you because you can have, everyone can learn the skill um, but it's the attitude, the mindset, the personality, which actually makes the, the therapist successful. Um, so I, I agree exactly. with you. Absolutely. And then the one big thing that I did, which was quite different over the years, and we were very ahead of our time, is that we believe that, uh, you know, to be extremely client-centric. So we always, you know, since my days in Hyde Park, we were very... Um, uh, hypersensitive to clients' needs. So we would customize everything. Like when you walk into my spa or beauty salon, uh, we would assess what your needs are and then tailor our treatments to meet your needs. Because I just think that whole thing about cookie cutter, you know, one size does not fit all. When you're in a service industry, you've got to adapt to that specific client's needs. And that will, will give you loyal client base that will come back forever. Yeah. 
I love that. Um, I've recently started um, my my own business this year was since COVID, and it's teaching oh, wow. and it's teaching beauty professionals how to sell retail products. And that sounds really black and white and very basic, but I often go into mm to it's all about the customer it's all about the client and the client's needs you can learn the same treatment and you know the protocols and exactly what you need to do step by step but it's it's all dependent on the client and you need to mirror the client on on how she's feeling or how he's feeling how what conversation they having what what do they want what results do they want and you need to 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 sell them that and give them that it's not, I agree with you. It's not the one size fits all. Um, so I think that's also yeah. what's definitely contributed to, to your huge success with, with Urban Bliss, with that exact mindset. Yes, absolutely. And then taking that one step further, I did quite a bit of collaboration when I was in Hyde Park. So I had gone to see an endocrinologist that was in the building and I'd gone to see one or two dermatologists that were in the building. And once they understood that I, I treat clients, I uh, customize everything and we treat clients with a certain protocol that means we are result orientated depending on their need, what we started getting is we started getting huge referrals from the dermatologist and the endocrinologists to my spa and really the collaborations between us worked incredibly well. So we got an increase in foot traffic. Uh, we do not compete on the same floor, if you know what I'm saying, but we added services yeah. for each other. And that worked incredibly well. So collaboration really does work. Yeah, definitely. That's with cross-promoting because it because I think a lot of the time people are so competitive and yes. unfortunately greedy as well you you don't want your clients to go anywhere else you they you know you want them just to come to you but by doing that yes. you're also increasing your customers trust because they know that you want what's best for them absolutely and you know today I work with a gynecologist that I send clients to and you've got to, you've got to be able to review the professional you've, when it's when it's outside of your hands you've got to be um, not brave enough, but confident enough to actually refer on uh, because, yeah. you know, you're not the end all and be all and we can't create miracles. And like you say, clients value you more and they build more trust in you because you are someone that knows your limits and will give them the best advice for them. Yeah, definitely. No, I love that. And how big is your team at Urban Bliss? Well, we, we at the moment, because of COVID, our team has scaled down, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Currently, we are three full-timers and three part-timers. Okay, that's, so, that's, so that's quite a big team. I mean, this year must have really yes, knocked. Yeah. The, no, the, this year, the, 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 the whole industry got knocked. I mean, the whole world got knocked. No, absolutely. You know, did, absolutely. How did you, how did you um, overcome the challenges that 2020 faced you with? You know, I like it comes down to your clients and relationships. So, you know, if this year has taught us anything, uh, human connection and meaningful human relationships mean everything, you know. Um, and if you have that, I think you always have a support of clients. So I had clients throughout COVID buying retail, buying vouchers, buying stuff and phoning me and asking me if I'm okay. I mean, we would always phone them and ask them if they were okay. And we made sure at Easter, at the Jewish holidays, at uh, um, Eid and those sort of things for Muslim clients that we were in contact all the time. And I cannot tell you how they value that. Do you know what I'm saying? They value the... Definitely. 
And we've only survived because of our clients. Like that's the bottom line. Yeah, no, definitely. It's so funny that you mentioned the human connection um, because last week I recorded the episode with the CEO of Dermalogica South Africa, yes. um, Sherry Tenhoe. Yes, and Sherry's she lovely. She was saying, yeah, she's divine. And she was saying the exact same thing that one thing that she's learned from this whole year is how important human connection is. And that is what we do in the beauty industry. That's what we are about. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think that is definitely something that a lot of people are missing. Um, even now is that human connection. Yeah, you know, we, we went out of our way to a point of view, you know, we have a pool deck and an outdoor area. And some of my 65 year old clients over 65s were telling me, we want to come back, but we so afraid, like, what else can you do? Like, like, you know, like, we weren't doing everything already. But it was like, what else can you do? And I said, well, why don't I do your treatments outside on the pool deck? And they were like, yes, yeah. thank you so much. You understand? So it's just about just the clear communication, being honest, knowing your limits and, and making sure that your clients feel you've gone out of your way to not put them at risk. Yeah, definitely. Very flexible. Hey? Yeah. I think that's what we've had to learn this year. It's just yeah, adaptability. Yes, absolutely. Adaptability. Adaptability. <laughs> yes, Definitely. And then Aisha, with um, if you can just tell me a little bit about Beauty Warriors, also for our listeners, just tell us a little bit about it. What is it? Who's it for? Um, just so we can get um, a better perspective on what it is about. Sure. So, um, Kerry, I love expanding and I love, you know, I always joke and I say my fourth or fifth career when I'm 80 will probably be, um, um, you know, a motivational speaker. And I, I love evolving and I don't like sitting still. So Beauty Warriors has been a pet project of mine for a few years now. And what we realized is there was a huge gap between the professional skincare industry and the consumer skincare industry. And there was a lot getting blurred and there was a lot of white noise. So if you go and Google microblading, you'll get five different articles from five different people talking to you about microblading, but neither of them have a qualification, neither of them have expert advice, and neither of them have interviewed experts in that field. You know, it's all hearsay and yeah. second, secondhand advice. And I found that it was very dangerous because, you know, there's some equipment now being sold for home use that should never be sold for home use, you know. And I think there was just all this confusion, even with my clients, like what product do you use? We're just overwhelmed. And so I started a platform that crosses between consumers and the professional industry, hairdressers, nail techs, beauty therapists, where we actually give you solid information with authoritative viewpoints and expert knowledge on all articles that we write. So we don't write blogs. They're not 200 words. Our articles, there are some short short news items, but our articles are generally 700 words to 1,200 words. We always try to use an expert and we always get an authoritative viewpoint on every subject. I love that. Yeah. And then we've taken it. I really, really love that. We've taken it a step further. So not only do we have amazing articles, we're actually expanding into giving you the top five hairdresser, beauty salon and nail bar in each region. So Johannesburg, Pretoria, Cape Town, Durban, that's what we're going to be expanding to. So a bit of a TripAdvisor site, because if you go to Plattenberg Bay for a wedding or for holiday, how do you know where to have your nails done? Yeah. 
You know? No, it's true. And I think also if you uh, Google, you can't really trust Google anymore mm-hmm. because I find, I don't know if it's just me, but it's so overwhelming. You just are like bombarded with, with everything and everyone. And, Absolutely. and I agree with you. I think that would be if, if you, yeah, if beauty warriors is the go-to site for the top five in each region, I think that is so needed. Mm. So we will be the, we want to build ourselves as the go-to site for the latest technology in beauty, fashion, hair, lifestyle, but that crosses that professionalism, if you know what I'm saying. So it's not just in the consumer yeah. space, we're talking about, you know, in background industry stuff that you're not going to get anywhere else. Yeah, but there is a huge, um, there's a bit of a gray space between the professional industry and then the consumer industry within the beauty industry. Because Mm -hmm. I even remember with doing facials and you're using a professional brand, you've been taught as the professional that this enters into the skin and this is what it does. And then you're having a lot of your clients using products that they can just buy over the counter, Yes. Um, but that's what, what I found is, is that's where your education, you have to educate the clients yes. on why they need to be using a professional product. But there's, it's a, I feel that it's we're all within and under the umbrella of the beauty industry, but it's completely opposite sides. I agree. Um, I agree. You know, so what they, we're trying yeah, to do is definitely bridge that gap. That's, I think that's also so important because there's so much shame around that topic. And it's just not a topic that we speak about. And it's so unnecessary because it's a topic that we, we all face. It's something that we all sh- it should, shouldn't be something that we just feel exactly. embarrassed or shy to talk about. Exactly. So it's, it's yeah, that, that definitely we, needs to be spoken about. Yeah, so we push the envelope in, in different fields, if you know what I'm saying. So, you know, beauty is our main focus, but we do push the envelope because exactly what you're saying, it's not dinner time conversation. It's not what your mother or your friends ever told you about, but there's so many women that struggle with so many issues and you get shamed and you get guilt-ridden and you get all of that and they can be so easily sorted, you know. So we did yeah. a series on vaginismus. Um and it was amazing. Like, I learned so much. I, we, we joke at the office and I tell my creative director, Jesse, I think I can start lecturing on vaginismus because I wrote those articles. I have learned so much. Yeah. Yeah, well, Aisha, I don't think you need to put off the motivational speaking until you're 80. I think, like, now is a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Carrie. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, we also look for young uh, bloggers and influencers. We do a lot of education and events with Beauty Warriors pre-COVID with them. And we love collaborating with them to give us their point of view in terms of Beauty Warriors because they come across, like you say, they bridge the gap between that professional and consumer because they get inundated with consumer questions all the time around beauty. And we love collaborating no, with a huge array of, of, uh, of people to get those questions answered and to highlight those topics that are not spoken about. Yeah, I think that's also important with influencers nowadays. I know um, around the world, it's been a, quite a thing for the last couple of years, but just recently it's, it's happening in South Africa. But with influencers, I know that there's often quite a bit of, um, I don't like the word hate, but a bit of anger towards them because they look beautiful and they're using like Dove soap and they're promoting Dove soap and, and they, they're giving the wrong message out. But that's why I think it's so important to educate the influencers as well, get them on board yeah. with the professional or whatever, with, with the products that we believe exactly. in um, so, that, so that they can give the right information to their following. 
Absolutely. And that's why we were hosting these events. And at our events, as well as with our articles, we actually make sure that these bloggers and influencers have um, the expert um, you know, advice, the professional advice, so that they are more educated and can make more educated um, sort of um, stories, reels, all of that. So they can actually push through a better message to their yeah. audience. Yeah. And then education, yeah, you yeah, touched on that. Yeah, you touched on that point. Education is huge a part of what we do at Beauty Warrior. So we've just run a whole series of articles um, all about um, human sexual health because it's a topic that is not yeah. spoken about at all. And we've highlighted some really interesting things. And the experts we got to write on the article was, was unbelievable. No, definitely. So how can one get involved with Beauty Warriors? Well, you just can email us. I don't know if you can put up a link after this podcast. Okay, oh, great. Well. So you'll email yeah. uh, creative director at beautywarriors.biz. It's B-I-Z at the end. Um, and we love collaborations. We love to chat to people about that want to get in the industry that need help. At the moment, we are collaborating with Le Nouvelle Esthétique, which is the professional spa magazine in the country. And we've got some articles going up from their side. So we do a lot of cross collaboration, you know. And uh, in future, Beauty Warriors will be uh, building a. Um, analytics um, on the site we'll do skin analyzing and then we'll be able to advise you what the better products are for your skin and cut out that noise that overwhelming yeah. sensation of you can't cope and you don't know where to go so we'll start that as well on the site so there's big plans for beauty that's amazing Oh, that's amazing. No, I, I think now is definitely the time to get involved um, for our for the listeners as well, because it's I think it's the next dark horse for, for, for you know, the future. No, absolutely. You know, I gave a talk a while ago at Professional Beauty at one of their seminars and I talked about the future of beauty. Where would beauty be, uh, you know, 20, 25 and beyond? And what is coming out with artificial intelligence and uh, um, you know, virtual reality stuff is quite amazing in our industry, hey? So in terms of, you know, in yeah. future, you're phoning in, scanning your face, um, your order will be customized by some robot to tell you what products you need to change, and then it will be shipped off to you all automatically, you know? So there's a lot to look forward to. In yeah. I think um, maybe just being the devil's advocate here, Aisha, but I think, Again, touching on that human connection. I don't think people are going to be so easy to just give it no, up. No. I think they're going no. to miss it. What, so what to me, I thoughts? think it's about convenience. When you have to replenish your retail product, that's what you'll do. You won't go in to have a consultation. So it will be all automated. But to me, throughout this, I think from a mental wellness point of view and a mental health point of view, like physical touch as a therapy and the healing uh, you know, aspect of human touch is so huge and we overlook it so much that through COVID, I think we've realized how important that is where people were coming into the spa so panicky. And then we just, you know, put our hands on their shoulders, have them do some deep breathing and they walk out like a new person. So for your entire well-being, no, I don't think, I don't think our industry will go anywhere soon. I think, you know, human touch, you know, yeah. healing power of, of touch and healing is imperative. Definitely. And Aisha, what is next for you? Well, I've opened up a digital marketing agency called Social Mediate. Um, and what we're doing now is we 
targeting you know um, service related businesses because we've realized when we spoke in the beginning that um, you know you you can't do it all you don't know it all and you need advice is that we would look at doing the digital marketing for your business uh, so that we can offer that service and take that stress out of your hands so you focus on your business and we focus on getting traction online for you so whether it be instagram facebook newsletters brochures you know doing your entire logo and ci package uh, that's what we're working on for small and medium enterprises i love how entrepreneurial you are <laughs> you, you see a gap and you're like yes that's what so, we're gonna do not only do i, I see it. the gap but i went and did a social media diploma about five years ago i did a content management and digital marketing diploma so yes i am a serial entrepreneur and like i say i i can't see why you shouldn't evolve why we should put ourselves in boxes yeah and for someone um who who maybe is just starting out and starting out with a business um what would your advice be to them for the, for that beginning phase of keep your expenses out? low that, that is my that is my absolute advice keep your expenses low and get your marketing right get your online presence right and get your branding right you know yeah. don't change your logo every two years don't confuse people you know get your messaging thought behind yeah. who you are as a brand yeah it's so funny because I've been um this year I've been on like Canva and yes. oh my goodness and I mean I can talk I can I can I can talk but I am so not creative when it comes to artistic things unfortunately I wish I, I was but I reached out to to someone who who actually I went to school with and did graphic design etc and she's helping me with oh, my branding really? But I definitely agree with you. It's outsourcing. You need people who are actually experts and professionals yes. within that sector of your business because you can't do no. it all because you end up spending two hours Absolutely. on Canva Absolutely. and you don't like it. And then you Absolutely. change it. The and the thing week. is, yeah, so you know, like Black Friday, I mean, all our brands that we deal with, deal with a month beforehand we already had all their black friday posts like we plan in advance you can't wake up you know two days before black friday and say oh what are we doing now you know it does take planning and yeah no definitely definitely and then one last question which is a surprise question for yasha with hindsight if you could go back to the younger version of yourself what would your top piece of advice be to her my top piece would advice be work less play more <laughs> Joking. <laughs> joking. My top piece of advice would be don't be so hard on yourself. You know, don't sit because I always set that? expectations hugely high for myself. You know, I kill myself though, I get it right, you know. And I just feel sometimes in life when you're young, you have the tenacity and the energy and the resilience to do it. But really, you know, life is not about that. COVID has taught us that. Like, you know, just go easy on yourself. Take it day by day. No, definitely. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for, for agreeing to be on the podcast, Aisha. I really, really appreciate your time that you put aside to record this episode. Um, and I, I can't wait to finally meet you. I think I'm definitely going to have to come in. Um, and just finally meet you face absolutely, to face. Absolutely, <laughs> Kerry. I would so love that. That would be absolutely lovely. And thank you for this opportunity. You know, sometimes it's great. We forget that, you know, when you are a veteran in something that, you know, every little bit helps somebody new that's coming up. And we forget that that sometimes, you know. 
Yeah, I think that's why with starting Red Lips and Stilettos, it was to have the conversations with the icons in the industry and the, the people in the beauty industry who have done it, who have achieved something. Because when you're starting up and you're starting out, no matter what sector of the beauty industry you're in, it's really challenging at times to, because you, you, you don't know exactly where you want to go, what you want to do. And there's so many different options to do. So it's just to give that inspiration, motivation and success stories who are people who've been there, done that um, and, and experienced it. Absolutely. So and then just for my parting words would be, you know, sometimes not all things are going to be successful, but if you don't try, you're never going to know. And, you know, this being risk averse, I mean, you've got to do things with calculated risk. I'm not saying, you know, be complete cowboy but the thing is if you don't try like don't play small in life you know if you feel that you could speak like you said you love speaking if you feel then explore that side of it and you know join associations in your industry join facebook groups do those kind of things in your industry and you know explore different sides of your personality and and you know i i just don't believe in it you're too young you know i i was never too young i was always ready and i was so glad that i had the support around me they never thought I was too young to do anything. Yeah, I think that's really important because it's, I think your, um, your environment has a huge influence on you. And if you are around people who are telling you, are oh, you still quite young, it will influence you. So I think I agree with that so much is no. your age doesn't no. actually matter. It's, it's your actions that you take and that, that inner strength that you, that everyone yes. has to, to take those risks and, and you learn, you know, worst case scenario, you will still learn absolutely, incredible lessons. Absolutely. Thank you so much for today, Kerry. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Thank you, Aisha. I really, really appreciate it. Um, the conversation we had, your advice, and for just taking the time to, to share your wisdom. Um, absolutely. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on the Red Lips and Stilettos podcast. My vision for Red Lips and Stilettos podcast is to empower our industry, inspire our professionals and be that hub for support. I hope you enjoy what I bring to the table and this little business is literally here for you. So any support, whether it be listening to the podcast, sharing the episodes, liking, following or telling a fellow colleague or friend to listen is highly appreciated. If this podcast is something that inspires you or sparks that inner flame in your belly, I would love you to join the conversation, become engaged, let this podcast re-inspire, motivate and connect you to the why you chose this industry. Every Friday morning, South African Standard Time, a new episode will be released. I look forward to our next episode, but that is it for now. Until next time, stay safe and more importantly, stay connected.